I'd like to believe there are more of people like me because there are so many areas that you can really help out. But this is really for the long haul and this is really not a short term that you just want to say, oh, it's exciting. I'm here in the post-conflict transition period. You're in it to win it for the long win. From the Philippines, the ups and downs of building the barn. This week on In Asia from the Asia Foundation. I'm John Rieger. And I'm Tracy Yang. It's an exciting time in the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao as a new generation of young leaders is stepping up to complete the transition from armed conflict to peace to self-governance. We have one of those young leaders with us today. Attorney Abdel Jamal Disan Kopan is the 38-year-old head of the Statutory Committee's Support Service, the SCSS, one of the behind-the-scenes agencies of the transition that's working to build the institutions of self-governance in the BARM. Also joining us is our own Chris Kayon, head of the Asia Foundation's Forward Bangsamora Project. Abdel and Chris, welcome to In Asia. John, Tracy, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. So, Abdel, there's a very nice profile of you in this week's In Asia blog in which we are reminded that armed insurgencies are hard to end and that peace can often be fragile. The BARM is now in the third year of its peace agreement with the Philippine national government. Bring us up to date. Exciting times, really. Uh, The analogy I would give is like the BARM right now is like a teenager. So there's a lot of conflicting emotions and thoughts right now. There are changes that are uh, slowly being rolled out, setting up offices and passing crucial essential laws to set up the bureaucracy in time for the regular parliament to kick in come 2025. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of hope, and just really happy that I'm in the thick of things and uh, doing my part in the entire process. You grew up in Mindanao in a Muslim family, but you had an established career in Manila when you decided to drop everything and move back home. Are you seeing a lot of young professionals come home to Mindanao? I'd like to believe there are more of people like me because there are so many areas that you can really help out. So whether it be in the form of public administration or even in human resource management, even to some basic administrative and and logistical support, you can really find a place here. But you cannot come back here if you don't have the right mindset that this is really for the long haul and this is really not a short term that you just want to say, oh, it's exciting, I'm here in the post-conflict transition period. You're in it to win it for the long win. Well, let's get into the weeds a bit here and talk about the agency you head, the Statutory Committee's Support Service. What does the SCSS do? So um, the SCSS is one of the permanent BTA, the Bangsamoro Transition Authority Parliament offices. We provide the whole uh, gamut of support technical and administrative support. We prepare matrices with respect to the bills that are referred to the committees. We also secure the venue. We also ensure that the MPs, the member of the committees, come in and uh, you know participate. We also keep the Zoom recordings because it's hybrid meetings now. Mm-hmm. We also prepare the minutes, the transcripts, and we see that as a crucial service in order for the bills will be passed into laws. Do you have the staff and the resources you need? Such a good question. <laughs> Way to go, Tracy. As always, if you work in government long enough, you know that budgetary constraints is like a real thing. Right. This statutory committee support service has uh, 16 legislative committees, and uh, each committee has a dedicated secretary. 
But what's amazing about working working here right now is the ability of the people to really we have this word called discarte, no? Discarte is like being resourceful. So even though limited by funds, we are still able to provide the necessary people to compose a team in each committee. And a big part of it is because we were able to carve out the necessary job descriptions of each staff, which is a new one, no? Mind you, John, Tracy, this is a new office that the former region did not know about. So I really took it upon myself to really understand like how to allocate and make use of the resources efficiently. But I do hope, I do hope still, and I, and I hope they can hear this, I, just, I do hope that they're going <laughs> to still increase budget and funding because 16 committees and there's only like 50 of us, that's really too low. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge undertaking. Uh, what's it been like to build an agency like this from scratch? Oh my gosh. What is amazing about this transition government right now is that there's a lot of uh, leeway, a lot of discretion given to us to really carve out how committees are running. I mean, sure, we do, we do study how the parliaments are doing in other parts of the world. We still compare with the National Senate and the National House of Representatives. But we do want to make it our flavor as our own to tailor fit on the needs of our Bangsamoro government. So this is really the first time that there's a parliament in the entire Philippines. We're, st- we're still patterned after the American in terms of the system of government. And um, we are really doing trial and error and happy to, happy to say less errors right now. That's what keeps it exciting. I'm sorry, I keep on saying exciting, but uh, you should come no, here. No, it is exciting. Chris Kione, let's turn to you. The BARM project is fundamentally about self-governance, but it has also attracted a lot of outside support, including your own Forward Bangsamoro project. What can an outfit like the Asia Foundation do to support the transition? Well, the support really stems not just because we have the current Bangsamoro government, the parliament now, and it's not just the project I lead, which is Forward Bangsamoro. We have been there when in the most difficult times of the peace process, in the more difficult times of conflict, all out, at least two all out wars. So really it's all about the Asia Foundation becoming part of that journey, conflict to peace to self-governance. That's part of what we have right now as a competency. We have the institutional memory, how it was before the parliament was created through the BOL. And now we are here trying to find our way to supporting this new self-governance phase of the peace process. Chris, the foundation has been a longtime partner in the peace process, as you've said, and that process has definitely had its ups and downs. For example, last year, the controversial decision was made to postpone the planned 2022 elections until 2025. So where are we now? Are we up or are we down? (laughs) I think we're up, but what what that also means is we will definitely encounter a down. So requesting for an extension of the Bangsamoro government, the parliament, was made middle of last year. And that definitely is one of those scary ones because, you know... It's a setback. Yeah, it's a setback. But it's a setback that had also many advocates for it. It's really a state-building project within the Philippines. And you cannot just have three years for that. So... Having no elections as for the parliament is, is, is providing the needed uh, space to have people like Abdel and other young people who's decided to come back home 
to continue that investment into the foundational aspects of this bureaucracy. Abdel, help us get a better sense of the basics of this institution-building process. What are some of the more important measures that have been adopted so far in the BARM? In the Bangsamoro Organic Law, they actually identified the codes for the transition government to enact. The Bangsamoro Education Code, the Civil Service Code, the Administrative Code. And there are four more that are actually lined up. So these are the Internal Revenue Code, the Local Governance Code, the Electoral Code, and the Indigenous Peoples Code. Those are pretty fundamental. There's also the Bangsamoro Economic Development Council. Even an official Bangsamoro song, because a crucial uh, part of the peace process is all about the Bangsamoro identity. So the parliament is busy with a lot of bills and uh, resolutions to, to tackle, and our work is really cut out for for that. With so much on your plate, uh, do you ever feel a sense of panic? To be honest, John, you are like my staff, you know, my private secretary, Christine, she always <laughs> asks me that. <laughs> but um, there's no time to panic, actually. Too busy. <laughs> the Barms, Abdel Jamal Disankopan and the Age Foundation's Chris Kayon. Thank you both for joining us today. Yeah, maraming salamat din, John, as we say. It was really a pleasure talking to you. That's our show for this week. You can read more about the SCSS and the ongoing transition in the BARM in this week's In Asia blog. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Add an institution to your own life. Until next time, I'm John Rieger. And I'm Tracy Yang. Thanks for listening.